this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Good morning. Yes, Monday. Back to the work week. Back to the work week. Another great weekend of doing not a damn thing. How are y'all feeling? Yeah. I'm good. I feel man. good. good. I was I in Yellow Springs, in, um, Ohio. I just yeah, got back. Mm-hmm. How was that? I was good. It was Dave Chappelle's birthday, so we were out there. Again, every time you go to Dave Chappelle's summer camp, everybody has to get tested. And uh, before you can participate in any of the activities, it's the same coronavirus test they use in the White House. It's like a 15-minute rapid test. And fortunately, tested it- negative again. Mm-hmm. And, y'all, and, and and unlike the White House, y'all don't lie about y'all results. If y'all test you positive, you y'all have to get a wrist. You have to get a wristband. They, it's not. We don't have a choice. If you don't have a wristband, you can't participate in anything. And it all goes on record to the state, also. So whatever your test results are, uh, Kevin Hart was there. He showed up this weekend. Okay. You know, it's interesting because okay. there's a lot of comedians haven't been working during this time, mm-hmm. and so everybody's been. You know, going. Bill Burr was there over the weekend. For some people, this is like their first time back on stage in the cornfield. Okay. You want to make sure they still got it. And you ain't even salute Toronto, Envy. Good morning, Shout Toronto. Shout out to Toronto. Six, 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 six. So disrespectful. Just because Nas got a new album out and you from Queens and you don't really like none of the new Drake songs, you're just going to diss Toronto like that? That's so insulting. To the I whole city. like the Drake songs. To the whole six. Yeah, shout out to, to Toronto. I actually like the uh, Drake new joint. Which one? Hey, what you do, Charlamagne? Which one? Uh, the one with Lil Durk. Laugh Now Coming. Oh, okay. That's, that's Nas, rec- Nas record with Lil Durk is hard, too. If yeah, Nas, Nas album is crazy. Yeah, Nas album is crazy. I, did, I did weekend? nothing this weekend. I did nothing. I, I sat around uh, under, un, un, uh, outside on the deck, on the pergola, listened to music, mm-hmm. um, drank, smoked, and just, you know, cooled out. That's all, okay. that's all you can do in this crazy, crazy-ass world. Every time you turn on social media, uh, I said turn on social media, you know I'm old. Every time you log into social media, uh, turn on the television, you see something that will uh, drain your energy. Right. So, you know, and when you get those opportunities to take those nice mental health breaks and just cool out and disconnect, please do it. Because I swear it's so noisy out here in this world. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. Some 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 of the noise is warranted, some of it isn't. But a lot of the noise is warranted, so but you just gotta take time for yourself. And that's what I that's what I choose to do on weekends. Take time for myself. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's get the show cracking. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Well, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris did a joint appearance on Good Morning America. And today is the start of the Republican National Convention also. All right, and uh, let me double check. I think we have somebody stopping through. Jamal True Love is stopping through. Explain to the people who Jamal True Love is. 
Jamal True uh, Love is a brother. Fr- mm-hmm. No, go ahead. You. I was going to say he's from San Francisco, and he was wrongfully convicted of a crime of murder and was sent to jail and served almost seven years in jail before he was finally uh, released. He got $13 million from the city. And at that time, Kamala Harris was the attorney general. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll talk to him in a little bit as well. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's start with some sports and basketball. Now, over the weekend, the Bucks beat the Magic. They lead the series 2-1. Miami leads the Pacers series 3-0. Uh, Houston leads the Thunder series 2-1. Uh, the Lakers beat the, the Trail Blazers. They lead the series 2-1. Boston, they beat the 76ers. Uh, they, they done with the series 4-0. Clippers, Mavericks, they tied 135-133 over the weekend. The series is tied. Toronto, uh, they won. They beat the Nets 4-0. Nuggets played the We're looking the forward Jazz. to next year, next season. The Jazz beat the Nuggets uh, 129-27. They lead the series 3-1. And that is it today. The Bucks take on the Magic. Rockets take on the Thunder. Pacers take on the Heat. And the Lakers play the Trailblazers at 9 p.m. There's some good basketball happening in that damn bubble, boy. Absolutely. i tell you that much. And I am I focus enjoying on the, the basketball. I love it. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't even miss the crowd not being there. Basketball is basketball. I just, I just they be balling out. They sure do. That Mavs Clippers game was incredible. It was. What else you got, Yee? All right, well, let's talk to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on with uh, Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. Now, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden had to address the you ain't black comments that were made. Uh, Joe Biden told Charlemagne that if you don't vote for him, you're not black. Here is what Joe Biden had to say about that. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the African-American community. We have the eighth largest black population in America. I work for the east side, six blocks from here, which is virtually all African-American. I had a good job with a well-known law firm, and I quit and became a public defender. But here's the point. I shouldn't have said that. But I was trying to make the point that this is a man who spent his entire career denigrating African-Americans. But the truth is, there's a fundamental difference between Donald Trump and me on the issue of race across the board. Finally, Biden admits he wouldn't be here without black people. We have saved his political life time after time. President Obama made him VP. Senator Harris is probably going to win him the presidential election. All the more reason uh, Joe Biden should be meeting every black demand that's on the table. There isn't a policy commitment uh, he shouldn't be agreeing to when it comes to black people. Now here is what Kamala Harris had to say about those comments. He has a deep sense of awareness and knowledge about racial disparities, inequities, and systematic racism. And Joe speaks the words and actually knows how to say the words, Black Lives Matter, contrary to what the President of the United States does, which is to sow hate and division full-time and has never spoken those words and will never speak the words, Black Lives Matter. You can talk to Joe. He has been outspoken on those issues. And I know where his heart is. Well, he needs to listen to all black agendas, too, and all these agendas that are on the table. He should be making all the policy commitments he can uh, to black people. Because, listen, we got 80 more days, well, 75 more days left, okay? It is a campaign, and in a campaign, you try to get as much votes as possible, and that's what both of them are going to be trying to do for the next 75 days, trying to convince people to vote for them. Absolutely. Well, tonight is the kickoff of the 2020 Republican National Convention, just to FYI, that's going to be held in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. Mm. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Let us know how your weekend was. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Envy. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlemagne. This is Rick. Good morning. Rick, what's up, King? What's going on? Uh, Charlemagne, I did the exact same thing this weekend. I just hung out with the boys. Uh, well, in the, in the crib, uh, you know, smoking and drinking. But we did get to talking about, you know, the political process and what's going on. And uh, the interview with uh, Robert Roberts and, uh, and uh, Joe Biden. I think right now, Joe Biden is, you, you were talking earlier about agendas. He hasn't given us a clear black agenda. And I think he's just going to be winning right now based on, you know, him just downplaying Donald Trump and exploiting what Donald Trump has been doing all this time. But that's not going to cut it going into the future. Because, like, he has to really have a plan for us. And for people people like myself and my, my brethren that I was talking to this weekend who have, you know, decent incomes and decent jobs, if and, and our 401Ks have been multiplying all this year, if we weren't thinking about everybody else's well-being, we would have, I won't say I would vote Trump, but Trump would be a good idea to go to because Biden doesn't have any plan for us. So I need to hear, well, not, I need to hear him uh, and Kamala Senator Harris come up with a, a distinct plan about what's going on because right now I don't hear him with it. I just hear him well, Joe about Bi- what's bad about what's bad about Donald Trump, but he's not telling what's what's good about him. Well, I do say I, I I agree with you that the Democrats are terrible when it comes to uh you know their messaging in regards to policy, but he does have a plan for Black America called the Lift Every yeah, Voice where Plan. Is it? Where is it? It's on his website. If you go to jo- if you go to JoeBiden.com, you can see the whole plan. Lift every boy- voice. The Biden plan for Black America. I mean, it, 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 it's just a matter if you think it's enough or not. I don't think it's enough. I think it's, it's, we should be we can push him more on a lot of things in regards to blackness. I, I, I think I'm pretty informed. Not to say that I'm most informed, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. informed. I do go on the website. I do listen to the conversation. I do listen to what's going on and what they have planned going forward. But. As Charlemagne says, it's not enough. I don't hear it being at the forefront of any conversation, especially uh, considering how unstable the social environment is right now. It should be something that's in the beginning of all of everything that he talks about. Even with the, uh, the uh, them asking him the other day about him, you know, he, him saying you ain't black. It seemed like Senator Harris had to go behind him and clean up his conversation. Like he still doesn't know what his approach is to us, and he wants us to just go by what. He thinks we want. He has to ask us what we want and then implement those things. So I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. I'm not I mean, vote Trump because I, I said to you last time, I think that uh, Biden and Harris are, are the lesser of two evils, and you said you weren't sure. But, and I mean, I, I, I just think that's what's happening right now. He's not winning based on, you know, him being good. He's winning on, on Trump being bad. And then that is true. Though, by the way. All right. Nas is amazing. And I, I, I will say, uh, Biden, Harris, give us the best opportunity of getting all black agendas pushed through. That that I that I believe. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ Envy. It's 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My Who's this? birthday is tomorrow. First of all, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Team mm-hmm. Virgo. All um, day. Yes, all day. So um, I was calling about this thing me and my husband was doing called Meet Up Monday. And so a couple Mondays ago, because we drive forward, we met up, and he was like, um, you know, let's do a little something different. So at the end of it all, I walked away with $35. And I was like, listen, <laughs> that's not enough money. And so I feel wow. like... Shorted you five dollars. You you at least deserve forty. Oh my goodness. You at least deserve forty. I'm his wife. I at least deserve fifty dollars. I'm his wife. It should be free. I mean, it's like a little game. I I see y'all playing role playing. His little thirty five. But I mean, it's it's a yeah. That's if y'all role playing, you get forty dollars like the rest of these hoes. Hold on, hold on, time out. So that's what the going rate is out here. Forty dollars. Yes. They know that forty dollars. Yes, forty dollars. What is that? Well, I'm a grown woman. Well, he didn't give you forty; he gave you thirty-five. Now you can't role play and tell me what role you get to choose. Now, <laughs> come on, not, not come on. I feel like if y'all, you know, agree with me, then I could get him to listen back, and then next time, you know, I get that fifty. Come on, help me out. Well, you you might have to get a regular what? manicure with no polish. Word. Nah, I can't do that. I can't do now, that. What, now you can't, that. You're not you're not playing the role of the wife right now, sweetheart. You're playing the role of the the whatever the whore. The seventy dollars to get my nails done. What am I do with thirty five dollars? I wish. I wish. I can't even if I was that, or thirty five dollars. I'm twenty. If I was that kind of man, thirty dollars. If I was that kind of man, I wish my side chick would ask me for seventy dollars. That's oh that's his uh, wife. But yeah, that's that's I'm your husband, you. man. I'm I mean, it's, it's role playing. I thought y'all role playing though. Let me, let me maybe, yeah, maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't earn it. Did you enjoy it? I didn't earn it. Wow, yeah. I think two kids in seven years earned it. You tell me. Aren't you the side piece now? No, aren't you supposed to be the side piece? Yeah, they're supposed to be role playing. How did it get back to real life? You should concentrate on the sex, not the thirty-five dollars. <laughs> we had to make up sex. That was the real life. But anyways, um, I just wanted to get that <laughs> off my chest and say good morning to y'all. Good morning, morning. and I want you to know that you're a terrible actress who does not know how to get into character or stay in character. Here's where role-playing went wrong. Mm -mm. Jesus Christ. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, what up, though? This is David, a.k.a. Vegas from Detroit, West Side. What up? What up, what up? Why your name Vegas and you're from Detroit? Yeah, hey, hey, a little bit. Long understanding football, you know how I go. (laughs) What up, Miss Yee? What up, Uncle Charlotte? What up, though, DJ Envy? You. Man, I'm good, man. I'm doing good. I'm a repo man out here in Detroit, right? So I'm snatching these cars off the streets, but I'm a little confused because everybody got Jordan, everybody got Gucci, but ain't nobody paying that bill. I'm eating, but what's going on? Huh. It's a pandemic. Maybe people don't have the money to pay their bills right yeah, now. It's a pandemic, man. I can't believe that. I'm seeing brand new stuff, though. I'm seeing brand new J's. I'm seeing boxes. I'm seeing some good them stuff. P- them PPP yeah. loans. Them PPP yeah. and them FBA loans, that's why. But they going yeah. to jail. I need to put that on the bills, though. I agree hey, with you. You're right. I mean, what can you say? You're right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I had to get that off my chest to say, get your stuff together, man. Right. Do you ever well, feel you... bad when you have to repost somebody's car? A little bit, but then I think about my kids because we got to eat, too. You got a job right. to do, sir. You're just doing your job. Well, be careful out there and take people's cars, boy. Hey, hey, GMC, I'm coming for you now. GMC, I'm on my way. Oh, so you better oh, wow. move that, Go boy. Hide that. GMC, go, go hide that. GMC, go hide your car. If you know GMC, <laughs> call them right now. I thought GMC is a brand of a truck. 
It is yeah, a brand. Maybe whoever has it. Everybody who has one that's about to be reposted. There's mad hide. people got GMCs. You just scared mad people in Detroit. <laughs> if their car's about to be repoed, they should You ain't paying your bill, you better move it. Get it off you guys. Heads up. 800-585-1051. You got rumors on the way? Yesterday would have been Kobe Bryant's 42nd birthday, and I'll tell you the message that Vanessa Bryant, his wife, actually wrote on social media to him. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tory Lanez. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, former NFL running back Larry Johnson had posted some tweets. Ladies, if you date a man who coined the term demon time and you get shot by him during demon hours, be accountable for your stupidity. Hashtag Tory Lanez. And then he said maybe she should have taken a course in behavioral sciences. And you can see that Tory Lanez did like the post. So people were going in because of that. And, of course, they were bringing up Larry Johnson's own past where he's That's been accused of domestic violence. Do people care about what Larry Johnson actually says or did they, did they care because Tory Lanez liked the tweet? Because I can't imagine people caring what Larry Johnson got to say I about the situation. I, I think it just brought more like attention this. to it. Yeah, I think, I think it brought more attention to it because Tory Lanez liked it, but nobody appreciated what he said. It's the dumbest thing you ever heard. It's her fault for being around this person and calling her stupid and that she has to be accountable, but not him mm-hmm. being accountable. Well I, well, I feel like Larry Johnson says a lot of things for shock value. I think he does this because he knows he's going to get a rise out of people. That's why I don't understand why people still pay him any attention. There's no reason to. Now, T.I. has gone on live and given his own messaging about what he thinks needs to happen with Tory Lanez. He wants to hear from him. Here's what he said. How in the f*** you shoot a girl in a bikini? That's crazy. I didn't say, I'm not saying she would lie. I'm just saying. I can't imagine it's unimaginable. Yeah, that shit f***ed up. Yeah, man, I wouldn't let nobody be talking. Man, Tori, you need to say something, bro. At least call somebody on the phone and say something. You know what I mean? You got to say something, bro. It's looking bad. So he thinks think Tori needs all, to speak up. I mean, there's nothing Tori can say that could justify, you know, what he did. I just think people want to hear Tori's side just so they can try to make some sense out of it. You know, like they could get a better understanding of why why this situation would occur, but nothing he says is going to make sense. Not at all. Uh, all right, Mario joined, joined in as well. He said, this, the Stallion and Tory Lane situation got me in awe, sad AF. Knowing Tory personally, this is crazy to me. Black men, we got to learn how to control our ego, anger, etc. At some point, the switch got to turn off, protect black women, heal black men, love and respect each other. And then he got some backlash for his statements and had to explain himself. Here's what he said. Some of y'all got to be the most ignorant types of people. If you don't understand my statement when I say I'm in awe of this situation because I know someone personally that's involved and I'm in awe because of how up it is and to protect black women and to heal black women. Like, there's no size being taken. Even if he comes out and says, yo, I did this, I did, yeah, I will. my statement's still going to be the same. Yeah, I'm confused why why people are mad at Mario. What happened? What I miss? Uh, he has an assault charge on his mom from 2010. Okay, so, so he couldn't be speaking guess, from a place of experience. He couldn't be speaking from the experience of a man who had a fragile ego at one point who got some healing. He couldn't be speaking from that experience. Listen, I'm just reporting on what's happening. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I'm not, yeah, I'm not judging what anybody's saying or doing right now. I'm just telling you what is happening. I think a lot of people are trying to weigh in on their opinions. Social media sometimes doesn't allow for you to fully explain where you're coming from. People take it however they take it and respond how they respond and bring up your own past. That's true. I, I like Mario's tweet, though. You know, protect all black women, heal all, heal all black men. Like, I want Tori to have to deal with the consequences of his, of his actions, but I still wish him healing, and I want him to come out of this a better human, and I want all men to deal with whatever trauma or hurt they are going through so they don't make the kind of mistakes that Tori made in the future. Like, hurt people hurt people. I want you to heal. What's wrong with that? Y'all better all start right, giving humans the same grace you want from God. Vanessa Bryant has written a birthday message to Kobe Bryant. It would have been his 42nd birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, she posted, happy birthday. I love you and miss you more than I can ever explain. I wish you and Gigi were here to celebrate you. I wish I could make you your favorite food or a birthday cake with my Gigi. I miss your big hugs, your kisses, your smile, your loud-ass deep laugh. I miss teasing you, making you laugh, and bursting your bubble. I miss you sitting on my lap like my big baby that you are. I think about your tenderness and patience all the time. I think about everything you would do in situations to help me deal with everything thrown my way thank you for growing up with me and teaching me how to be strong he go uh, she ends it by saying thank you for showing me what real love is thank you for everything i know my Gigi is celebrating you like she always has on our special days i miss my thoughtful princess so much natalia gianna bianca capri and i wish you a happy birthday my love i love you for now forever and for always wow yeah that hurt man especially when she said especially when she said she wish it was her Instead, instead of them, she wish she would have gone first. Lord have mercy. Let me tell you something. If you are taking life for granted, if you don't appreciate life, if you feel like you're having any hardships, any struggles, man, just be happy to be breathing. Absolutely. I promise you. No, just absolutely. be happy to be breathing. That woman right there would do anything just to be able to have her husband and daughter back. Her yep. husband and her daughter back. No, regardless of what's going on in her life, she would just want them to be here. So you should feel the same way. Regardless of what's going on in your life, man, just be happy to be here, man. Absolutely. And, you know, two of Larry King's children have died in the past three weeks. God damn so, it. Yes, his son Andy passed away <laughs> suddenly a couple of weeks ago and his daughter, uh, Chaya, died Thursday after battling a chronic illness. She was 51. His son Andy was 65 years old. Wow. So let me tell you something. I don't I'm not even joking. When people say to me how I'm doing, I don't care how I may be feeling. I don't care if I'm I'm, I'm depressed in that moment or mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted. I don't care. I am alive. Yeah. And that's it. You gotta start enjoying life. I, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I am thankful. I don't need mm-hmm. much. All I needed to do is to, to be around the ones I love and I'm happy to be breathing that's all this I need. air. That's, that's it. That's all I need. I, well, as long as I'm around it. my family, I'm happy. After the year we've had. And then listen, I've always been the type that I, I don't I don't deal well with death. I, I I appreciate every day of my life. Well, boy, this has been the year of death, yes. and it's been the year of essential, right? That's the word we've been using all year. Essential. You know what's essential? Life. That's it. Everything else is gravy. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. We got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about what is going on in Wisconsin. There's been protesting, and yet another incident of police brutality. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Have you guys been watching basketball? I know Charlamagne, you have. Co- he, have of, you? Of course. Can you even hear us? I'm just looking forward to 
the Brooklyn Nets next season. That's all. Oh my God, you hang it up, Yeesh. all right, y'all. All right, well, <laughs> Toronto washed. This season's gonna be incredible for the Brooklyn Nets. Toronto washed uh, the Nets, one fifty, one twenty-two. They won the series four zero. Uh, the Nuggets. Uh, uh, Jazz beat the Nuggets 129-127. The Mavericks beat the Clippers 135-133. Celtics beat the 76ers 110-106. Now, let's get in front page news. What else are we talking about, E? Well, let's talk about Kenosha, Wisconsin. And Jacob Black, a 29-year-old father, was shot in the back. He was shot seven times, according to mm-hmm. reports. Now, Ben Crump is his attorney. You know him of course, uh, from having been on The Breakfast Club and representing a lot of families. He's a civil rights activist lawyer. Mm. And according to Ben Crump, he said, confirmed Jacob Blake's three sons were in the car he was getting into when mm-hmm. Kenosha police shot him tonight. So people have been protesting mm-hmm. in Kenosha, Wisconsin, since this happened. Now, what we are gathering is that he was trying to break up a fight between two women. That's when the police came. They tased him. Mm-hmm. And then he was opening the driver's side door of his car. He leaned in, and there's video of this. You can see an officer right. grab his shirt from behind and open fire as several people in the street are heard screaming. As It appears that somebody from across the street was filming when this happened. So according to witnesses, the police tried to use a stun gun on him. He was unarmed. And then they ended up shooting him in the back. Right now, he is in serious condition as of this morning. Yeah, it looks like that was his wife outside uh, screaming no, right outside the car as well. I don't know who um, the young lady was. I don't have so that sad, information. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know that they're uh, protesting in Wisconsin right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I heard they tearing stuff up. I really don't know what y'all expect, America. You would think the police would attempt to try to do better uh, after everything we've seen this year. But nope, every opportunity police get, uh, y'all prove the Black Lives Matter movement right. And, and I watched the video. If you're so worried about the man going to his car, how about preventing him from getting to the car? Take him to the ground, detain him. I, and I understand y'all not wanting the young man to get to his car, but prevent that, you know? And dude had his kids in his car. From what I heard, you're going to shoot the man seven times in the back? Like, Jesus Christ, based off what people saw this year, what do you think is going to happen when they watch videos of you shooting a man seven times in the back while his kids are in the car? Do you really expect people to be peaceful after seeing something like this? Come on, man. And those poor three sons that he has that had to witness something like that. Imagine what that's like for them. Traumatized for for life, man. I'm traumatized, and I'm 42 years old, all right? So imagine how those kids feel. How old am I? I'm 41. I'll be 42 next year, I think. All right. Next year. You know, now, the Republican National Convention is kicking off today. Will y'all be watching? It starts at 9 p.m. tonight. And the convention theme is honoring the great American story. I have to. I think that uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be an amazing comedy show, probably one of the best variety shows that we've seen in a while. I haven't seen a good stand-up in a minute. I have to watch. I heard Donald Trump is performing every night, new fresh hour sets every night, some of it improv. I have to watch, guys. I'm sorry. Now, other people who will be making appearances, of course, Rudy Giuliani, Dana White, oh. president of the UFC. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yes. Also, Mark okay. and Patricia McCloskey. If you don't know who they are, they're the couple who pointed guns at Black Lives Matter protesters mm. outside of their mansion. Got to see their set. I remember them. Got to see mm-hmm. their set. Got to see their set. They should only get like five, ten minutes, but got to see their set. Who else? I know it's a lot of Trumps. Uh, yeah, Senator Tim, Tim Scott is on the bill for tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gotta watch Tim uh, Scott. Donald Trump, Ju- 
Donald Trump South Jr. Carolina all day. Oh, this time tomorrow, uh, Melania Trump will be hitting the stage. <laughs> you know, that's just some, uh, Eric Trump will be on the stage. Tiffany Trump tomorrow as well. When is Barron performing? I know Barron is doing the little juggling routine from what I heard. Little young Barron, right? But there's definitely a lot of Trumps on the bill every single night. So Thursday, uh, you know, Donald Trump, Ben Carson, Ivanka Trump. Mitch McConnell, Rudy Giuliani, Alice Johnson, who's the ex-inmate pardoned by Donald Trump. I'm watching, so. but I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who I like to take in all information. I like to hear uh, from both sides. Like, I don't just listen to what the liberals have to say. I am the person who watches CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. So I am interested to hear what they will be saying at the Republican National Convention. All right. Well, that starts tonight again. Like I said, that's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, and live mm -hmm. streaming takes place from nine to eleven p.m. Seven oh four. I'm surprised. I'm shocked they didn't reach out to the baby to perform. Shut up, man. That sounds right up the RNC. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> reach out to the baby of Petey Pablo. Try to get one of them to perform while they're in the seven oh four. Wasn't going to happen. Nope. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, we have Jamal True Love joining us. Now, uh, explain to the people who Jamal True Love is if they don't know you. Uh, Jamal True Love, he's from San Francisco, and he was uh, wrongfully incarcerated for a murder that mm -hmm. he did not commit, and he ended up spending almost seven years in prison before getting released. He got $13 million for the city. He was sentenced to 50 years to life, and Kamala Harris was the uh, district attorney at the time that this happened. So right. this was her office that was handling this case. All right. And it was, what's, what's interesting is, is Jamal uh, still says he's voting for Biden-Harris. So we can... Try. Yeah, he actually we went can, viral the other find day. Find out why. Mm -hmm. in, his, in a video mm -hmm. where he said he is still voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. He said, well, if we I can talk put to my, aside my differences, you can too. But we'll talk to him and find out all of that when we come back. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line this morning, Jamal True Love. Welcome, brother. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Let, let people know who people Jamal, know who True, Jamal Love True Love is, is yeah. man. The police framed you for murder. I know you're probably tired of talking about that situation and reliving that trauma, but but could you tell us about that case? Back in 2007, one of my friends uh, actually got killed. And um, I, I was there. You know, I knew the person involved who actually did it uh, um, as well. And, you know, they wanted me to ultimately tell on the person that actually did it. And um, I just felt like that wasn't my job to necessarily do so. And also upholding, you know, what you learn in the streets at the end of the day. Uh, you know, don't run the tattletale on nothing. Uh, and ultimately, my fate was sealed in that moment by being convicted and sentenced to 50 to life in prison here in San Francisco. Now, the police did frame you, though, in that situation. You knew, they knew it wasn't you, and they had a witness that identified you, but her story was inconsistent. So how did that happen? Yeah, so initially going into it, I didn't know anything about the police necessarily framing me. I just knew that it, things just didn't uh, add up 
to the evidence that was actually turned over and so forth and so on. Uh, but, yeah, credit to what you're saying. Yes, there was a woman that ultimately uh, said that I did it. That was coerced by uh, two of the detectives to ultimately say that I, I did it, which she wasn't 100% sure. And then there was another witness that police coerced also that was like a schizophrenic, dopey, you know, went to jail with a gun in her lap, like type, and got her to the point of, and I did, I did it, you know. In the report, they said that it was um, it was incredibly uh, uh, reliable a witness, which it totally wasn't, and that's what ultimately right. got the arrest warrant. So now the cops yeah. knew you didn't do it because they asked you to tell on somebody else, but because you didn't tell, they, their whole thing was they changed it and made it on you. All right, so now nah, it wasn't the cops. The cops didn't ask me anything. It was more so the 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 streets. You know what I mean, you know, the, the the family members of the person, you know, who I, uh, my my friend who I got killed, because they was more so scared of the person who actually, you know, did it, and they felt like I was more of a person that would, you know, that would that would tell on them or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't necessarily that. But now the police, at the end of the day, you know, they knew that I didn't do it by way of what the witnesses were saying and just the what what the streets were saying in general, everybody was saying that I didn't do it. Everybody knew I didn't do it, but at the end of the day they wanted to hold somebody accountable for, for anything at right. that point. That's what And this all brings up Kamala Harris, right? Because her office was overseeing this case, is that correct? Yes, her office was overseeing the case. Initially the case was brought into their office with just the one witness that ultimately uh testified and they didn't prosecute the case they didn't bring the case up um they ended up you know bringing charges uh, on the case when they got the second witness uh 18 months later and that's the witness I was telling you guys about that was a schizophrenic drug addict and so forth and so on and who ultimately ended up falling off and dropping back from saying if she was going to testify uh, because she told them, like, you know, she lied. Now, now you won a civil suit. I think you won, like, what, $13 million after your conviction was overturned? Yeah, yeah. Awarded uh, by jury, $10 million, ultimately $13 million because attorneys get, get their fees and so forth and so on. You did end up spending six years in jail, though, so no yeah, amount of money could make up for the... Yeah, yeah, definitely. We can't skip skip over that. You know, ultimately, I got sentenced to 50 to life in prison. And just knowing that, you know, the climate of San Francisco at that time, you know, it was it was a up, you know, a messed up situation because before, and this is what a lot of people don't know, and they didn't want to put together before I was even sentenced. And, you know, I discovered a guy by the name of Oliver Barcenas, who Oliver Barcenas um, was at the police station at the exact same time that uh, the whole incident had, had went on, and he witnessed the police actually saying my name. So before I went and got sentenced, you know, he came up to me in a cell, uh, a cell of 12, was like, hey, your last name, True Love. I'm like, yeah, he's like, I remember being in this police station, you know, and they were saying your name. So those are the red flags that I was reading in, be- in between my case before I even actually went to trial. But now I'm convicted, not sentenced yet. So when I put him up on, on, on the stand and he testified because it showed that he was at the police station at the exact same time and he was a minor, there's no way that he can have knew who I was or I know who he was. But what stood out was the last name True Love. Years later that he's hearing it in the newspaper and now in the cell with this guy. So he went to go do his time after he testified and they denied my retrial motion, which he proved that uh, everything that I put on in my case was actually factual to the things that we were actually arguing about being framed basically and he went to go do his time 
When he came home, within three months of him coming home, he gets shot in the back by the police, SFPD. Like, don't die. He don't die, right? That officer that shot him got put in position to where he was able, uh, he was interim chief of police, right? Now, in, in this time, Kamala Harris had already won her AG, right? But this speaks towards how in depth, you know, the corruption is, especially here in San Francisco and just across, you know, the country in general. Fast forward, me come home, right? I never used him in my retrial motion to testify, right? I ended up using him in my civil case. So we win the civil case, and three months later, he gets shot again by the SFPD oh in the back. What? Almost, but he still don't die. Shot twice by the, by the SFPD in the back and don't die. The second one is actually on, on video, and he had, a, he had a gun on him, right? But, I mean... You know, I don't, I don't, I mean, look, I, I'm from the hood. I know some of the that, you know, it's not only a conspiracy, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times. I mean, they got something called, uh, called the drop gun, right? They make sure, you know, they chip the gun, they put the gun inside of like a dauphine hand to make sure they go to somebody on the block and sell it to them. Hey, give me $50. Well, in the hood ain't buying a gun for $50. You know what I mean? Or like that. So that's, that's my conspiracy theory. But if you put right. that, if, if you line it all the way up, it, it damn near makes sense. You know what I mean? But How did you get the case overturned? How, how, how did you finally become free? What, what was that breaking moment? So it was prosecutorial misconduct that led to ineffective systems of counsel. You know, the DA was saying all types of wild, crazy stuff that there was no proof as uh, of, as in the witness having to live in, you know, a crummy hotel and, you know, so, things like that, which there's no proof of no crummy hotel. And, uh, there's proof that, you know, she made about 60, 60 grand, 65 grand just to get up and do this, you know, to testify. So things like that, which we didn't object to, um, which ultimately it was good that we didn't object to it because if not, then, you know, uh, we couldn't have got ineffective assistant counsel. Uh, but really, it, it started from prosecutorial misconduct. All right, we got more with Jamal True Love. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jamal True Love. Charlemagne? Senator Harris, you didn't try your case, and she wasn't named in your lawsuit. So so why was she getting the blame directly from you? Or, or am I confused about something? Yeah, so this is the thing. The thing about it, I'm never, you know, uh, blamed uh, definitively Kamala Harris. At the end of the day, it was about accountability. I mean, you know, she is the head of the office, you know, at the end of the day. No, she did not argue the case, but if you're at the head of the office, especially in San Francisco, San Francisco is seven by seven. There's only uh, a certain amount of murder cases, and if that is the highest case, then anybody at the head of office is making sure. And my case was like, you know, it was the, the, the top case in the city. There's Very high no profile way, case. You know, Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's no way way that it, it, she missed this one because right. even when I got convicted, she was inside the, the courtroom. When I got sentenced, she was inside the courtroom. When, if you look at the end of all of my paperwork, her name is stamped on everything. You know, even when, after, when I'm going to get my appeal and she attorney general, you know, her name is at the, the bottom of the paper. You know, it's her office. So, um, yeah, because she, uh, she's an executive. 
she's a, but she's uh, aware of it. Yeah. And yeah, right. she, yeah, exactly. She's aware of it. In any case, coming out of her county that she was a DA in, you know, I know, I know if it's me, right? If it's me and I'm worried about my record and so forth and so on, I don't want my record to be overturned on no negative type. Shit. So I'm, a, I'm a focus in on what I gotta focus in on. You know what I mean? And right. at the end of the day, it just felt personal. Did you ever get a personal apology from Kamala or anybody that worked in her office during the, during no, the time of your wrongful conviction? No, nah, no apology, no acknowledgement, and, and that's the that's the big thing. Jamal, and you know, you you did say that you are still voting for Kamala, well, for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So I want you to expand yep. on that because, given what you went through, right, going to jail, being wrongfully convicted, and being away from your four children for six to seven years, and then coming back home, still not getting an apology, but yet you still are endorsing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So I want to hear why, because I know when you reached out, you were like, I want to clarify some things. So um, like I said in the video, it's just me putting my differences aside to what um, Kamala Harris' involvement in, in my case and understanding right. the macro approach, right, of, of controlling our vote. We got to know how to control our vote, right? And controlling our vote ain't saying that I'm not voting. Controlling our vote is saying, okay, I know that I'm going to go this way. I'm going to publicize it and let people know I'm going to go this way. And then I'm going to ask, what are you going to do for this vote? Have you reached out to Kamala Harris to try to have a conversation? Would you want to have a conversation with them, with her? Well, I mean, I wouldn't deny it at the end of the day. You know, she does, Kamala has done some good things, you know what I mean, for the, you know, the black community, uh, uh, when you think about the overall. But a lot of the things are more so uh, prognosed towards, like, let's say, sex trafficking. But that's still an overall, right? It's not a directly a black issue. When it comes down to, uh, you know, uh, juveniles, you know, being charged as adults and, you know, stuff like that. All of those things is part of reform, absolutely. But She's well, very reform-minded. I mean, when I got put on to her in 2015, that's one of the reasons that I even started gravitating towards her because of a lot of the progressive things she was doing as a prosecutor. It was a lot about, it was more about reform than actually sending people to jail. Yeah, yeah, you know, she created, like, the... the, 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 the Back-on-track back program. Exactly. And all, all all of that is cool, you know what I mean? And, but you got to understand, the back on track, man, a lot of that was prognosed towards people who have drug issues and stuff like that. She needs to point towards the people that's out there really committing the crimes. I'm telling you, black people that's in the hood and shit like that, uh, that's, you know, ready to hit the lick, ready to get the PPE loans, ready to do all of those. <laughs> those are the ones that want to hear something. Those are the votes that they ultimately want when it right. comes down to it. So it, you got to give something in, and it got to be in plain English for somebody to be like, oh, yeah, I'm with this right here. I do want to say we have to do our own research as well because a lot of the things you're saying are true, but Senator Harris does have a black agenda. You know what I mean? Like, she had a black agenda since last year. In fact, the, the, the agenda that Bloomberg adopted was a lot of her agenda, and her agenda was she had she had economic equity packages for black people, closing the racial wealth gap and home ownership, a lot of different things. Did you ever think about snitching? You know, all the talks now has been snitching, and even with 6 9 snitch. Did you ever think about, you know what, I'm just going to tell on this one person, and I ain't got to do seven years. It really had nothing to do with me. I was just dead. And it you was your friend. It was your friend that got killed, 
Yeah, that never crossed my mind. Look, I sat on the phone with my mom, and my mom, you know, sat there, and she cried her eyes out, like, baby, you just going to sacrifice for your kids? I said, look, you know, when it comes down to my morals, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't know how to teach my kid. If I would have told them somebody came home, my kids grow up in hip-hop, and they like, damn, your daddy is snitch. What, what is his upbringing going to be like? You know right. what I mean? So it was really, you know, my morals, but on top of it, it's not my job. Regardless if mm-hmm. I did it or if I didn't do it, in this case, it's really not my job because I didn't do it. Yeah, but you still went to you went to jail for seven years. You still lost seven years of your life. Yeah, seven something years that of your you life. didn't do, holding on to a code that really doesn't benefit none of the brothers in the hood. If we being totally honest, and I, and I don't know now, if you have kids, and I don't know if you have kids now, but that's seven years of not being in your he kids. Yeah, four life. kids. Mm-hmm. Four, four kids. kids. Yeah. That's- so totally, I totally agree. And, um, you know, and, and I, I always believe, like, that. that is, like, being a real nigga, right, is the is one of the main things that hinders our community, you know, and, and the black community and so forth and so on. Because I sit down, look, I sit, I sit down in jail with four, five I know that didn't do it. And uh, the thing about it, they sit down because they being a real nigga. Look, I, I tell these attorneys, I said, if you've been put in the same position as me, would you tell? Typically, they say yes. I said, what about if you got put in the same position as me, and if you told, you end up losing your job, you might get killed, your mama might get killed, and then you got to go live in the projects for the rest of your life. Make that decision now. And they can't make that decision because that's the same feeling that somebody coming from the hood is actually feeling like. But but for right. me, it wasn't a decision for me to make. It was it was a given what I was ultimately going to do uh, because, for one, I didn't do it. And for two, I couldn't see living my life, uh, you know, being, being a snitch. All right, we got more with Jamal True Love when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jamal True Love. Yee. Jamal, two questions for the woman that was coerced and got the the money for her for living accommodations. Did she ever apologize to you? And secondly, are the cops that framed you accountable in any way? Have there been any charges brought up against them? No. So she has not apologized, and the cops have not been charged in any type of way. Haven't lost anything. So I thought know, the federal jury found them found them uh, the two lead homicide detectives at fault. Homicide, Sean. Absolutely. Absolutely. In in my civil case, and that's how I was rewarded the money. Oh, okay. Not criminally. Okay, okay. They didn't didn't lose their pension. They didn't lose anything. What? Now, I think that is crazy. That's a crime. Look. That it is a crime, and that's the whole thing, right? So you know, typically they talk about people falling under the umbrella of wrong, or you being wrongfully convicted. I tell them, listen, I wasn't wrongfully convicted. I was framed. It was on purpose. But in civil case, when they go to their civil case, they typically take the deal and they take the money. Now mm-hmm. I mean, so they're not able to fully explain how they was actually framed at the end of the day. So I did that, and now I could take this. But then they got uh, the statute limitation, right? Mm-hmm. So the police is held to statute limitation if they were to frame somebody by three years and there's no way if i get arrested and get framed and i go to jail for the rest of my life three years past and then i prove it later on through civil trial that they actually framed me and now i can't take this evidence to the, and then i will have to take it to the exact same city that was saying you got away with murder Right, Jamal. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the sixty thousand for the eyewitness that came from them putting uh, the eyewitness in witness protection, right? And, re- and she was receiving uh, money for meals and lodging and for storing yes. fees, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's stipends the, so that, and different little stuff like that. 
So that's not this. That's not the same as paying somebody to say you did something, is it? Kind of, sorta. Well, nah, absolutely. But I, I, I get what you're saying. But at the end of the day, it is. They can't mm-hmm. like, like, come on now. They can't just say, "Hey, look here, take the sixty thousand dollars." If you go up there and say he did it, they can't do that. And I mean, that, that's just too out blatantly obvious. That's the same way. Wasn't you know, it you also a situation him? where she was illegally living in some type of housing, and they threatened her with that also? So they moved her. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. It was. But she was in witness protection, though. They're gonna move you if you're in witness protection. But look, listen. They use witness protection as a tool to convict. Is at the end of the day, because and that's exactly what ended up happening. Because she wasn't threatened. There wasn't nothing that she felt you know threatened about. When we asked her what was the fear about and why she was in witness protection, she said because of movies. You know what you see on TV <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, you can't make this. I want to, I want to, I want to ask you a couple more questions about Senator Harris and your case, because as as we mentioned earlier, a federal jury did find that the two lead homicide de- homicide detectives in the case oh were at fault. Shut up. And then a jury found that they both fabricated <laughs> evidence and that they left out key information that would have hurt, hurt hurt the prosecution's case, but there was no evidence that Senator Harris was directly involved in your framing. Am I correct? Yeah, so there wasn't nothing on paper that says that she was actually involved. Her being involved uh, at the end of the day is just us knowing, you know, being in that position as a, a head prosecutor that you are overseeing the prosecutors below. Now, what we do know is that one of the uh, gang, gang task force uh, guys came into the office uh, uh, Noble Noble came into the office with a confidential informant saying that this person did it. It wasn't Jamal Trulove. They never overturned that, you know, my way. You know, and then there was other things that were said and done, tapes that mysteriously just was lost and mm-hmm. over here and there. And mm-hmm. that's everything that led to my innocence. But one of the main things is that when you look at the original homicide file, Two specific things that led to my innocence, as in the trajectory of the bullet wounds, was erased off of there. They were writing in pencil, pen, and in marker. So the mm. things that was actually definitively erased, and, like, you guys are getting, like, the original homicide file. There's no way in hell that you missed this, right? And then when it comes down to the bullet wounds, uh, uh, not the bullet wound, but the shell casings. The shell casings, you know, typically from a nine millimeter, ninety-five percent of the time, go to the right and to the rear. So if it went from what she has said, then these shell casings is being the street. Why are they all the way over here? So they went ahead and erased that, bubble that in, and stuff like that. All of these certain things, and it was just these two certain things right here that they knew that would hurt their case, and they had to get rid of it. You know, uh, and they I, all, I, you know, now so. To to say Kamala Harris, not like she didn't argue the case. We can't say that she erased it. She did, you know, like that. That's why I never egregiously went at Kamala Harris at all because she wasn't wasn't. At the end of the day, it was just about having, you know, having that um, that 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 empathy. What do you think about public defenders in San Francisco, like Nikki Solis, who? said that she hates the fact she would even attempt to de- defend the prosecutor, but she said Kamala Harris was the most progressive prosecutor in Cali. Yeah, I don't like how n- Solis did that. You know, I know n- 
saw this personally. I believe she did that for politics. Well, we listen, do a still couple, have to hold, we a do couple, still have to hold people accountable, like we always say. Absolutely. So well, Nikki, if there's things it that me, she should she should be uh, that you feel like were things that happened wrong under her watch, then that is something you are accountable for to answer. Absolutely. For. And it seemed mm-hmm. like Nikki was holding her accountable, but Nikki said there was a lot of things that were being said were just, that were just untrue, like her um her record when it came to marijuana. When things happened with the drug scandal, right in San Francisco, right, she tried to uphold all of those, all of those uh, drug cases, which were, had so much misconduct in it, because the, the the crime lab lady doing drugs and you know like that, which ultimately she ended up losing, and about 600 cases ended up having to be thrown out. I mean, look yeah. look at the, look at the numbers. Her, her numbers is some of the highest in the land when it comes down to you know when it comes down to marijuana uh, infractions and in, in, in cases. Well, the numbers. The numbers were like 1,900, 1,900 arrests, but like 30 people went to jail out of the nineteen hundred. Like most of the the simple possession cases or the uh, the, the selling cases got dismissed. Yeah, absolutely. You know why? Because a lot of those cases got thrown out because of the drug scandal. But it's all about the arrest. Like they're, they're saying, like arrest him, I'm a charge him. Arrest him, I'm a charge him. Even if it's if it's for a, a, a misdemeanor. And like, look. Black people was the one out here selling weed or smoking weed and, you know, doing stuff like that. Like, it wasn't, you know, uh, they wasn't attacking just, like, every color and creed. They was going specifically to the projects, specifically mm-hmm. to tenderloins, specifically where black people actually reside and hang out at. I got to ask you a question then, Jamal. I got to ask you a question like a black conservative. If I, if I was a Trump supporter, this is what I would say to you. Why the hell are you voting for Biden and Harrison? Because... Like, what makes them better than Donald Trump? Donald Trump is out front and blatant a racist. Biden is more presidential. So uh, everything... Well, Biden's locked up a lot of black and brown people. 94 crime bill, 86 mandatory minimum sentencing, 88 crack laws. Look, I get that. I get that. But he's still talk doable. And then, and if there is a push or movement, he will have to go a, a, a certain way. I know you might disagree, but I, I do think Senator Harris is a political change agent. And I've seen her go against them white folks a lot. And I think a reform-minded person in the White House is what we need right now. And I do think that what you're saying is true. When it comes to us pushing for certain things and making certain demands, I do think she will be the one to listen and bring that back to the White House. You know, that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm voting as, as well. I just hope that, you know, we could hold them accountable and they could actually get better. Um, you know, yes. Kamala, I have seen a lot of growth within Kamala since her time as a, um, a public uh, a, a district attorney here in San Francisco, going to be an AG, going to be a senator. And I've always said that, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just like it's holding yourself accountable for any type of mishaps that could have failed under your watch, and that's what people right. want to hear. I think y'all need to have a conversation, too. I think y'all need to have a conversation as well. Absolutely. If you're a DA or AG and your department f***s up, you have to acknowledge that and you have to hold yourself accountable because you are the head executive. I don't even if the you know the, the, the detectives in the case yeah. or the other prosecutors f- up and they fumbled, you have to hold yourself accountable. So uh I, I do yeah, you don't excuse feel like she, she, she owes you an That's right. Yeah, I do feel like she owes you an apology. Right. And I just apologize to me because look, I'm pushing right now to get three other people who fell innocently under her watch for whatever reason that I know and everybody knows that it's actually innocent. So it's not about me. It's just the overall of uh, mm-hmm. knowing that, look, if this happened, you know, under my watch, 
I didn't argue. I didn't anything. Yes, there is a lot of cases and so forth and so on. But if that did happen, I apologize. And how can I help the people actually come back from that? That's all people want to hear, man. I agree. Right. Well, thank, thank you, Jamal, you, for checking in. We appreciate you Jamal, for, for sharing thank your you, story, brother. brother. Appreciate the conversation, oh, yeah, for sure, man. man. For sure, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Angela, for everything, you know, for the tap in. No problem. Sure. All right. Peace, that was Jamal True Love. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, brother. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kendrick Lamar. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Kendrick Lamar is narrating a new Kobe Bryant Nike ad. It's called Better Mamba Forever. Listen to this. Kobe taught us to be better. Don't cheat me. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better waker. Better stretcher. Better walker. Better talker. Better walk and walk and talk on the talk. Better blacker. Better sprinter. Better loser. Better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. All right. I dig it. I'm glad Kendrick Lamar could uh, come in from whatever planet he lives on to bless us with his presence. Mm-hmm. It's commercial. Now, yesterday, this was on social media, and Nike basketball tweeted out, Kobe taught us to be better, a better scorer, better mentor, better father, better champion. Today on his birthday, we continue his endless pursuit of better. Explore Mamba mentality. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, and I cannot wait for a new Kendrick Lamar music in the year 2022. Can't wait for it. Our late 2021. It'll be before um, because, Yeah, I think uh, so. You know, I, th- I think it'll be this I, year. I would like to. I would like for Kendrick to see how the year ends. We all want to see how the season finale of America 2020 is going to end, and I would like to hear Kendrick's observations about the whole totality of the year because we got an election coming up. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I guess so it happens this year. I think it happens this I, year. I don't I think at the end of this eh, year. I would like it. I, I would. I would prefer it spring summer 2021. I think you know it's a lot more for him to see. Okay. Uh, all right, and Brandy and Monica, this long-awaited versus battle is happening next week on Monday. I'm excited about this. Can't wait. Yes, Versus TV made the announcement. Get ready for the Queens. Brandy and Monica on Versus, Monday, August 31st, 8 p.m. on our IG and Apple Music drinks by Ciroc. Okay. Just the one. Just the one. Um, you know, who y'all got? Monica. Monica Denise Arnold. All day. Monica Denise wow. Arnold. Listen, I love we Brandy. Got you, I you think I'm just saying, I just said, wow, I was just thinking about it. Because off the top of my head, I've always liked Monica songs, but I got to go through the catalog because Brandy got some bangers, too. You can't they both deny got that. Bangers. They both got I bangers. This, we, we, we had this battle yeah. uh, on, on vacation a couple of summers ago, got into the same argument, drunk, sitting around on vacation. And it's Monica, Denise, Arnold all day. And I know I love Brandy. I think Brandy's dope, but I think sometimes people... Look at Brandy's career as Brandy, meaning like TV and movies Correct. and everything else, and they confuse that with the music, even though the music was good. But Monica's had more hits than Brandy. I don't think y'all know. Monica's that. got Monica's a lot of got, sleepers though, but Monica does definitely got more, more records. Monica got well, three. Well, Monica numbers. tweeted out. She's tweeted out, "What songs would you like all like to see us bring the verses? Celebrating these catalogs is for the culture with love from young women to adult women. We've been with y'all. Name the songs you love." And uh, Brandy posted as well. History. Thank you, Monica, Apple Music, and Versus TV for making this happen. Let's celebrate. 
Yeah, Monica's got three number one hits. Brandy's mm-hmm. got two. Uh, one of those hits is The Boy Is Mine. Monica's got six number one Billboard hip-hop and R&B records. I mean, I just I just think Monica Denise Arnold got the better catalog. You're talking about the first night, Angel of Mine, Don't Take It Personal, For You I Will, Before You Walk Out of My Life, like this and like that, So Gone. This is a lot. Listen, I think, Monica's I think a different the first type one. Of, uh, I'm not arguing with you on this one. I can't hit okay. this. I think Monica got this. You should have known better. Ain't nobody to join off the Nutty Professor soundtrack. All right, all like, right. She got joints. We got Monica you. Denise Arnold. I'm telling you, MDA. All right. Baby. Well, speaking of Monica, it was a back and forth with her and Master P, and this got a little bit crazy. This is all over C Murder. Now, Master P did uh, go to Instagram and say that he has no beef with Monica. And he said that Monica did just get caught up in some family drama. He said, we're doing too much positive to have to deal with the negative. I have no beef with Monica. He said, no family is perfect. We all go through turmoil. But with God, all things are possible. I love my brother and can't wait till he get home. We can't allow the devil to steal our joy. We are bigger than this. So I was confused. Uh, I was like, why are they mad at Monica and Kim Kardashian for trying to get him out? Like, I was lost. All right, well, listen to what Master P had to say about Monica and Kim Kardashian. My grandmother, she's not here right now. She's my angel. I know that and she should be his angel. I've never heard him talk about her like that. But I know Kim Kardashian put out one tweet, and she is angel, which is crazy to me. But I appreciate it. Like I said, my brother is innocent, and I hope she can get him out. Uh, I see where Monica is right or die. He just started talking back to her seven months ago. Uh, Monica just got divorced last year. So I'm thinking, like, that's your ride or die. That's cool if that's the way you feel. But let's be real. I have family members that think my brother coming home and they're not truthful. Maybe Silk scared to tell them the truth. So he was basically, it feels like he was questioning her involvement in C-Murder's fight for freedom. And he did uh, delete a post that was uh, put up earlier. Speaking the truth is not being disrespectful. It's just reality. Monica, I did it. I don't know you and I ain't trying to get to know you just for the record. You stated you've been on C's visiting list since Paris. That's over 18 years. And how long have you known Kim K? You just now got your BFF to send out a tweet. I guess better now than never. And you've been married twice during that time. So you are his ride or die. You or any other women don't have to prove your loyalty to our family. If y'all agenda is real and it's to help get him out, then do it and stop talking. I mean, that's their family business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's, uh, you know, I, I hate when things like that go public because then everybody mm-hmm. weighs in with an opinion. But you really can't have an opinion on that situation because you don't know the inner workings of it right. at all. But the goal yeah, is to get and him out. Then, that's and the then... Goal. Their family started weighing in, and uh, they had some things to say, uh, you know, about Master P and saying that he wasn't taking care of his own family. One family member who uh, said that she's part of the family, she said, oh, I can't even read this. Uh, Master P, and that's straight from the Miller family, where the F have you been while we selling socks to support Corey because you wanted nothing mm. to do with him? My mom had been back and forth for years, making the calls, sending money and visits. Uh, and then they posted a picture of the socks as well. Yes, F Master P and any other bandwagon hoppers, and that's straight from the Miller family. And I don't know what's going on. But Master I mean, that's P and, and say he's oh. no longer going to be an ATM for his family. Listen to this. Everybody gets filled on. When you go to prison to go see somebody, you might not come home either. I'm not going through that no more for ungrateful people. So all y'all bloggers or whatever, y'all could understand one thing. The ATM, I'm pulling the plug off. 
Because people that's ungrateful and don't appreciate me, even my own family members, they forget. Because you can give people, they hit you. I'm an ATM, I get it, that's what I am. I'm an ATM and now I'm a square, because I'm not in the hood. I'm only not in the hood because I did the right thing. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's wild. They said the house burned down and they said the pops was living on, on, on the side of the house that, that wasn't on fire, the other house. But there's two sides to every story. We all know that, though. Yeah, and Master P didn't just teach. Uh, I mean, Master P didn't just give people in his family fish. He taught people in his family how to fish. Like, there's more than one millionaire in the Miller family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thanks to Master P. So it comes a point in time where you just got to ask yourself, you know, what more do you want from me? What more do you want? I didn't put on that. I didn't put on everybody. Everybody that made money, and I didn't kicked out. Like, what more do you want from a person? Like, yo, man, sometimes no is the best answer, and that's my final answer. Well, Master P also posted. You know, I don't want to hear keep this off the internet. I'm just saying what a lot of successful people or even people with jobs that are working want to say to their family. The truth hurts. It's uncomfortable, but it's the only way we can get back to the love. So he said, and he posted a picture of a Master P ATM and it says out of order. So I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. The faucet got to turn off. Yep. The faucet got to turn off at some time. We all been there. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, uh, man. It's three brothers from Florida. Uh, Zion O'Dane, Denver Hall, Tyreek Devontae Williams, and Tremaine Raekwon Hill. We need them all to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them young uh, 2,000 babies. Why are you smiling like that? Why, why are you rubbing your hands like that? It's an interesting one. I like Florida. It's all, you know, Florida is my favorite state in all of America. Well, no, South Carolina is, because that's where I'm from, but then Florida. Gotcha. Entertainment purposes only. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the guy. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Donkey of the day for Monday, August 24th goes to three Florida boys. Uh, I'm not sure what part of Florida it is. Um, it says South Florida, and this story is coming from News 4 Jacksonville, so maybe it's Jacksonville. Uh, but the young brothers' names are Zion O'Dane Denver Hall. He's 21, and I'm sitting here wondering why he got so many names. That sounds like two people. That was one person. Zion O'Dane Denver Hall. Zion O'Dane and Denver Hall could be two people, but it's not. Uh, they make up one nut-ass Florida fool. The other young brother name is Tyreek. Our Ty- yeah, Tyreek Devontae Williams. He's 19. And with a middle name like Devontae, clearly he was conceived to a Jodeci album. Salute to Devontae Swing. Drop on the clues bonds for Devontae Swing, damn it. Uh, Devontae from Jodeci is such a legend that mothers in Florida out here naming their kids after him. Wow. Drop on the clues bonds for Jodeci too, damn it. Uh, and last but not least, Tremaine Raekwon Hill. <laughs> He's 18 years old. A uh, round of applause for his father, naming him after the architect of the Purple Tape. It's easy to tell when a child's father is a Wu-Tang Clan fan, isn't it? Uh, well, these three aren't the Wu Gambinos, but they are accused of being part of a criminal organization 
committing burglaries, armed burglaries, fraud, gun thefts, and other criminal acts throughout South, South Florida. Uh, what's interesting about this combination is one of my favorite songs ever in life is the Freaking You remix, Jodeci featuring Ghostface, and you guessed it, Raekwon the Chef. And in that remix, Casey and JoJo keep asking over and over, what must I say? What must I do? To show how much I think about freaking you. Forget the freaking you part. But every time I close my eyes, okay, I see the great state of Florida asking the rest of the country, what must I say? What must I do to show how much we are crazier than the rest of you? Okay, it's incredible to me how Florida never ceases to amaze me in regards to showing how crazy they are. Now, at this moment, Right now, I guarantee you, it's somebody listening to The Breakfast Club. They're listening to me, Charlemagne the God, do donkey of the day, and they are currently on house arrest. Dropping the clues bombs for everybody on house arrest. I guarantee somebody on house arrest is listening to us right now. They got an ankle monitor on, and they can go to work. They can go to school. They can attend counseling. They can attend therapy. They can complete community service that was mandated through the courts, and that's it. Other than that, they better have their asses in the house. Are they going to prison? It's just that simple, okay? House arrest is much better than the alternative, which is being locked up behind those walls. When the alternative is jail, house arrest should be a breeze. The whole point of house arrest is to walk the straight and narrow path, but not when you're from Florida. Okay, when you're from Florida, you got to find the crooked path to walk when you're on house arrest. And that's what Zion O'Dane, Denver Hall, Tyreek Devontae Williams, and Tremaine Raekwon Hill uh, did. Okay, they all were already all on house arrest. Every single one of them. They were all on house arrest for previous offenses. What were the previous offenses? A string of burglaries. They all had ankle monitors on. The GPS ankle monitors that tracked their locations. But guess what? All of them are back in jail now. Would you like to know why? Let's go to WVSN Fox 7 for the report, please. Three suspected burglars busted after officials say they went on a stealing spree across South Florida. Termaine Hill and Tyreek Williams, both seen here, have been taken into custody. An accomplice, Zion Hall, has also been arrested, police say. They're accused of committing nearly 30 break-ins across Miami-Dade and Broward counties. Police say the three stole about thousands of dollars worth of guns, jewelry, and electronics, all where they were supposed to be on house arrest. That's right. They were all on house arrest for burglaries, ankle monitors. So they decided to do what? (laughs) More burglaries while on house arrest. God bless them. Uh, Certain people you just can't convince they have to learn the hard way. These three are the type to smoke while pumping gas. They the type to walk in a convenience store with no shirt, no shoes, no mask, and still expect service. These are the type to show total disregard for do not enter signs. Beware of dog, please aware of these three stooges all right there's nothing you could do for any of these young men right now that they would listen to all three of them the type to get caught with a fake penis during a piss test okay these three are the type to just have to touch the stove to know how hot it is and guess what we must let them that's the only way they gonna learn my problem with these kind of situations is the florida judicial system is probably gonna throw them under the jail all right they're not gonna get a third opportunity to get this right, okay? Authorities seized more than $150,000 in cash, an AK-47, a Smith & Wesson handgun, cell phones, iPads, jewelry, designer handbags, uh, ammunition, blank checks, fraudulent debit and credit cards, and a stolen vehicle. 
right. Hall is facing 35 counts. Williams and Hill are facing 25 and 19 counts, respectively. These young brothers are going to prison, and they have nobody to blame but themselves. Everybody deserves a chance to clean up their mistakes, okay? Everybody deserves a second chance. But sometimes life gives you a second chance because maybe, just maybe, the first time you weren't ready. And I agree. These brothers weren't ready for prison the first time. That's why the state of Florida put them on house arrest. Okay, Florida, like, let's see. Let's see, all right? Then, while on house arrest, y'all commit the same crimes that you got put on house arrest for. So, yeah, you may not have been ready for prison the first time, but you got a second chance to prove to them white folks you absolutely deserve to be in prison now. Congratulations. Hopefully, after this decade or better, you give to the state after this, uh, after this third chance, after doing this 10-plus years, Hopefully, you will learn. Uh, please give Devin, let me find all his boys' names again. Please give Zion O'Dane, Denver Hall, Tyreek Devontae Williams, and, and I don't know all these Negro names. Just give all three of these brothers the biggest hee-haw. Right. Zion O'Dane, Denver Hall, Tyreek Devontae Williams, and Tremaine Raquan Hill. There you go. All right. All these goddamn names. Well, thank you for that uh, donkey today, sir. Yes, ma'am. Now, when we come back, 800-585-1051, we're talking uh, Master P. Now, explain to the people what happened with Master P and, and what's going on with P. Well, there's some family drama that he's having right now, and this is all over uh, C. Murder being in jail, and then some of the alleged family members, Master P's family members, are saying that he wasn't doing enough for the family. There were lies in the No Limit Chronicles. Master P responded by saying the ATM is closed. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. What's the craziest thing you all want to do, family members or just people in general? I think, I think family members. You have, I think you have more of an obligation to your family members. you got members close that you... friends that are not necessarily family that has asked for wild stuff. Mm. Ah! All right, so let's ask, what's the craziest thing somebody has asked you for? 800-585-1051. Uh, we'll do that when we come back. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we were uh, talking about Master P, and he said he's not an ATM anymore. You want to explain, Yee? Yes, there's some family drama going on with Master P right now, and uh, a lot of people are weighing in, and Master P has made it very clear that part of the issues that they have is that he closed the ATM. He posted a picture of an ATM machine. It says, out of order. He said, they always say, what do you get the man that has everything? What about love, a card, or even just thank you? If any family members have a receipt of that to me, I'll cut the ATM back on. So he said he's tired of supporting people's addictions and bad habits. Okay, I'm so we're asking, 800-585-1051, what's the craziest thing a friend or family member asks you to purchase or ask you to borrow? All right, let's start off with you, Charlemagne. What's the, what's the craziest thing? Uh, I mean, I get so many crazy requests for money, I don't even know what crazy requests are anymore. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I get mm -hmm. I get asked for money for houses, uh, which I think is nuts, a whole house. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and by the way, you know, when it comes to your family, like if you, like let's say you did something like you bought a couple mobile homes, you know, for folks in your family because that's what you wanted to do. You know, what mm -hmm. happens is when stuff like that gets around, you know, that's where those requests come from, you know what I mean? And it's usually from family because they're the ones that talk amongst each other. So if they see you do something like that for 
another family member, they start adding it up in their head. You gotcha. know what I mean? So not only do they add it up in their head, they add money based on what you spent on this other family member and where they feel like they are in your life and what they've done for you. So I don't, like I said, I get, I get so many crazy requests for money. I don't even know what crazy requests are anymore. I really don't. What's what's considered crazy to y'all? Um, mm. I mean, somebody asked you to buy a house, so I guess that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. And what about you? Yeah. I think uh, I've had had people ask me to for money to open a business with them, but had no plan, no nothing, did no research and wanted me to just hand over a check for you to do something. And I'm like, nah, like, all right, well, get me a proposal. Get me a plan. Let me see how this is going to make money. Get a deck. And they never do all that. So that's how you get out of that. Mm. I mean, of course, we of course, we all get the money request. People want to borrow money, um, and they usually forget that they borrowed money before and never returned it. Um, so I don't usually answer my phone. Um, and there's no disrespect to anybody. I just I just don't. The only person that can call and I don't even have to say can ask. They can take whatever they want is my mom and daddy. But other than that, I got five kids. I ain't going to front. I'll teach and, you. I'll show you. But it got to be something. This can't be, I need this to buy a car. I need this to buy this. I know. It has to be something where it's going to make you money. And if not, I, I just I just can't. I'm, I'm supporting my family here. So and, and, and see, that's the thing. I love philanthropy. I actually mm-hmm. love doing for others, right? But it has to make sense, and it has to be things that I genuinely want to do. I don't think – I often think people forget you do have a family. Like, I have my own bills. I'm blessed to have businesses. I have employees. I have three kids. But I think people see things on the Internet like – oh, his net worth is this, or his net worth is that, or I saw him, you know, give this much to an HBCU, so he, was, he, he, he must have it. When the reality is, there is a thing called a budget, and I'm not messing up my budget for you. Not to mention, every year there's a person that comes and puts his hands up our asses and takes money from us, and we don't oh know goodness. where it goes, and that person's name is Uncle Sam. Why don't why 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 is Uncle Sam the only uncle we don't ever bring up on charges? He's very inappropriate the way he touches us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why he the yeah, only he, uncle that gets to state? Every other uncle gets the stereotype of being the creepy uncle. How come Uncle Sam don't? Because he always got his hand up my ass. Well, let's he go got to the phone good lines. a couple months ago. Yeah, well, he got his hand up my butt right now. But I'm let's confused go to the if y'all are saying this is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> what the Uncle Sam thing? A bad thing. Yeah, okay. we don't, I, I don't. I don't what's know what's hand, some random hand on my uh, butt. Jeez, I don't want him touching me. That finger he pointing <laughs> at, you know, he puts that. <laughs> you know that that finger Uncle Sam points. He says, "I want you." You know, he puts that finger. Man, you know, and then he smells it after. But anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Okay, eight hundred. <laughs> Y'all can't wait to pay your taxes. Five eight five. That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Dom. Man, I Dom, what's up, bro? Good morning, man. Good morning. Good, good morning, brother. What's the craziest Big thing King. somebody asked you for? Craziest thing, uh, my brother uh, wanted me to buy his baby mom's a car just because they had a kid or whatever. You know, and I, I gave my nephew, and he, you know, he talks to me, he comes, and he's like, you know what you could really do for your nephew? And I'm like, what? He's like, you could buy his mom a car for this. Wow. We only got one car <laughs> right now, and it'll be easier for her to get back and forth to the to the babysitter and all this. And I'm like, I'm not buying you a whole. Why would I? Why would I buy y'all got a car? 
So like, sir, isn't that your responsibility to buy your own woman a car? Yeah. So he cut me off. Like, I knocked wow. him. I try to see my nephew. I can't Jeez. see him. You know, he's just like, you left us hanging. That's crazy. I left you guys hanging. Like, what are you talking about? So I kind of felt bad. So I asked, you know, I asked my mom, like, should I do it? And she was like, no. You know? That's so, ridiculous. Yeah, to the day, he oh. won't even answer the phone. I'm. I love how we all go to mom. I do the same thing whenever I get those <laughs> wild money requests. Mom, will you believe what such and such asked me for? Mom will be like, nope. Well, I was kind of feeling bad a little bit, too, because I'm like, all right, well, am, am I leaving? You know, because he hit me with the guilt trip, and he was just like, you know, because I, I do make pretty good money out of out of everybody in the family. So I'm like, man, you know, can I do this? So I went to her, and she was like, Hell no, you know, like they already got a car, they're grown, they got a kid, they need to figure it out. So I was like, all right. That yeah, is I'm just rude. Like, a whole car, man. not even a down payment, just the whole car. That's what I told him. I said, I said, listen, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple grand, you know, but I'm not gonna go down there and just buy a whole car, you know. I, mm. and, and that wasn't enough. So he said that I left him and his kid hanging, and and to this day, Jeez. I thought that was probably about a year ago. So, wow. All right. Crazy. But bro, stuff let me like that would make me feel good. Hold bro. That is nasty. Stuff like that would make me feel good, though. I'd be, I feel good that I didn't give you that money because you don't really love me. You don't really care about me. And if, and if our relationship is based off what I do for you, if it's transactional like that, bye. 800-585-1051. What's the craziest thing a family member has asked you? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're asking 800-585-1051. What's the craziest thing a family member or friend has asked you for, all right? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Sybil. Hey, what's the craziest thing a family member has asked you for? Well, it wasn't actually a family member. It was just an acquaintance that I know. My grandmother passed away in July, and I've had a trust fund set up since I was 12 years old that was going to be cashed out when she passed away. And... He was at my house when I got the paperwork from the bank, and he literally mm. looked at me and he said, oh, can I have $20,000? Whoa. Did he <laughs> LOL after? <laughs> or <laughs> No. Straight face. Literally asked me, can I have $20,000? Oh, my gosh. That, that'd be the funniest said, thing, yo. I said, so, so do you have a plan for the $20,000? I mean, like, do you even have anything? Like, do you want to invest this? Like, because this is my opportunity to do some investing for my children's future, and mm-hmm. you're going to look at me literally and straight face ask me, can I have $20,000? He didn't even say, can I, matter of fact, he didn't even say, can I have $20,000? He said, I know you're going to give me $20,000, right? It's amazing to me what numbers come out of these people's mouths, like $20,000. I get asked those amounts. Like those are the amounts I get. Twenty five has been the minimum for a long time from people for, with me. Really? My, yes. My whole thing was this: Homeboy was on the PUA, the pandemic unemployment assistance, since March, and you're getting eight hundred dollars a week that you can't manage, and you think that I'm just going to give you twenty thousand dollars? That's crazy. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Thank you, Mama. Cut him off. Hello, who's this? This is Tanisha Shanae from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, good okay. morning, Tanisha. Good morning. So the wildest, craziest thing I've ever been asked, um, I had a guy that I used to talk to call me and ask me to co-sign for him to get a brand new brand new Bentley truck. <laughs> Bentley truck? <laughs> to co-sign? So he could ruin so, your credit? 
he was like, what's your credit score? And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> like, why would you call me after not speaking to me for quite some time? So, yeah, that was the craziest thing. It was just so random out the blue. You know what? That's that the craziest crazy. thing I would have to say somebody asked me for is to cosign. That's the craziest thing. I think that, that's my crazy. credit. You know how long it Imagine takes her- to get their credit back uh- right? Imagine co-signing on the Bentley truck and then watching him front for other women in that Bentley truck. That's Can you imagine it? That's imagine he don't make a payment and now you responsible. Oh, I already know he worked at, so we already know. We go into the health hospitals. Let's go. <laughs> He's a nurse at mm-hmm. that, so I'm like, you got it. Come on. No. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not co-signing nothing for nobody, okay? Hell no. I, I work too hard for an 850 credit score. Yeah, I ain't co-signing for nobody, too. The only person I co-sign for, and because I pay the bill anyway, is Madison. Other than that, nope. My favorite <laughs> thing, too, is when is when you tell someone you can't do something. Like, when they hit you and they be like, yo, I need them. Like, nah, I can't do it right now. And then they say, man, can you do a little something? And then your curiosity just wants to know, well, what's a little something? And then they be like, 15000 Boy, get off my phone. And you know what's really, You know what's really crazy? When you, you help believe- somebody constantly and the one time you say no... They get mad, and you like, but every single time you've asked me, now I don't have it, or I can't do it at this moment, and now you mad? But what about the other 25 times I I'm did do you. it? But, so, I but you know, about, I, I'm with you. I don't care about them kind of suckers, though, because they suckers, because those are the same people that you'll do something for one time, and then they'll flip on you and won't never tell nobody about the good thing that you did for them ever. Yep. So ever. Yep. But, but you know what I do when you get that call? And you all know when we get that call and you know when it's about to come. You know, the first thing I do is be like, damn, IRS got me a couple months ago. Madison going to school. Oh, man, this is crazy. The pandemic just but you can't know, work. You don't and then owe nobody like, an explanation. Now they feel bad to ask. Mm-hmm. I said, we don't, know, we don't owe nobody an explanation, though. You don't, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Yeah, it's yours. That's yeah, right. And I'm going to tell, tell you the other people to hang up on. The people that always call you on FaceTime audio. <laughs> when you ask them, you ask them why you calling me on FaceTime audio, and they say because their bill is such and such and such. And <laughs> such. They can only use Wi-Fi. You got to hit them with the hey. Let me hit you right back though. <laughs> okay. Uh, what and about people who send you a request and they don't even call you or nothing? They just send you a Cash App request or an Apple Pay request. Oh like, Lord, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I don't get none of that. And they swear you foul. But they don't understand what you got going on in your life. I got three kids. I got businesses. I got employees that I haven't furloughed. And I'm holding down during this pandemic. You know what I mean? I might be closing on things. You know what I mean? I got things going on in my life. I just paid taxes. Like, it's a lot that goes into this, man. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story? I ain't got it. Drink water and mind your business, and I ain't got it. I'm I ain't got you. it. I ain't got it. All right, ye. Well, no, I don't, don't, don't want to say I ain't got it because I don't want to put that in the universe. I ain't got it for you. All right, whatever whatever way it makes you, you, you feel more comfortable, but I ain't got it for you, 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 or you. All right. Rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and let's talk about Megan the Stallion. She has a virtual concert coming up. We'll give you the details. And Bum B is speaking out on behalf of Houston for Megan the Stallion also. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Yes, so Megan Thee Stallion is going to be headlining her first live virtual concert. That's going to be happening on Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So congratulations to her from that is being presented by Live Nation. If you want to see that, you can go to LiveNationEntertainment.com and get your tickets there. Tickets are $15. Okay. Live Nation say, Live Nation say, we ain't going out without a fight. goddammit. it, we gonna figure out how to get some money on the books this year. Well, that makes <laughs> sense. Just, just to do it live, that makes sense. I see a lot of a couple I, people doing it, so that that makes. I'm sense. I'm not mad at it. I, I listen. I'm sure that is, there are some people that I would pay probably to see you sitting around at home. You know what I mean? Nothing mm-hmm. on TV. Somebody do a certain live show for a couple of dollars. You might ten dollars. I think the tickets for Megan is fifteen. If I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. All right, Salt from Salt and Pepper has shared a poem that Tupac wrote to her in the mid-90s. He was in prison after being convicted for sexual abuse when he wrote this letter. And he was actually supposed to be featured in the What a Man video from Salt and Pepper. So they do show a portion of his body, but they also edited out all his other appearances in the video. They said the label, the record company, was panicking at the time, so they only kept the shots where you can't see his face. And... You know, Salt always says you couldn't fight the record company. His reputation was the reason. She said, I hate that when I watch the video, it really bothers me. But he and Salt still maintain their friendship. So she did share that poem. It's called For What It's Worth. Okay. Well, what was it? The rape allegation? The reason they didn't want mm-hmm. Pac in yep. the video? Okay. Yeah, he was in jail at the I- time. and mm-hmm. How much writing did Pac do? Like, when did Pac have time to get in trouble? Like, Pac, every time you turn around, somebody has something written from Pac. He wrote so much music. He wrote letters. Like, Pac did a lot of writing. He did not waste any of those hours in a 168-hour week. Right. Uh, and the music, the music that they were able to release on him even after his death, crazy. He said he still got tons of music, too. All right. Roddy Rich and Jay Bobbin have pulled out of the MTV VMAs lineup. They're not going to be performing, according Why? to a source close to the show. Uh, They said, you know, there's just last-minute talent changes. As with every award show, there's been some logistical hurdles, more than most, and the health and safety of the employees and partners is of the utmost importance. It was supposed to be at the Barclays, but now they've decided they're going to have to do different locations across New York City. So not sure what other, you know, issues they're having, but they've already pulled out. And that's going to be airing on Sunday. Sunday. This Sunday. It's airing live on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. At 8 p.m. August 30th. All right, Roger Goodell has some regrets in how they dealt with Colin Kaepernick. Now, he uh, spoke about this on the Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, the National Anthem. This is the name of the podcast with Emmanuel Acho, and here's what he said. If you were to publicly express your remorse, apologize to Kaepernick, what would you say? Well, the first thing I'd say is I wish we had listened earlier. Uh, we had invited him in several times to have the conversation, to have the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I wish we had the benefit of that. Yeah. We never did. And, you know, we would have benefited from that. Salute to Emmanuel Acho. Uh, solid interview, great interview. I, um, I still, he didn't still, he didn't apologize, though. Like, Emmanuel set him up and said, if you would apologize to Cap. Like, why can't he just fix his mouth to say, I apologize to Colin Kaepernick? He said, we, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the word sorry, but he said yeah, they, uh, they were uh, wrong. Yeah, Emmanuel set him up with the question. Emmanuel said, if you were to apologize, or however he worded it, but it's still like, yo, fix your mouth just to give Cap the apology that, that he needs. And, I mean, the best apology is change behavior. So, you know, hopefully you never punish another player the way you punish Cap moving forward. He also said he would support a team to sign Kaepernick. As well, yeah, they say that, but they, nobody's been saying that for the longest. That's that part. 
I'm shocked right, that nobody this- would do, do that just for a diversity hire at this point. You know how much jerseys you would sell with Cap or how much people you would get in the stands? Well, I guess it don't matter mm-hmm. this year, huh? Yeah. All right, now another big story that happened over the weekend, secretly recorded audio. It was first reported Saturday by the Washington Post. Donald Trump's sister, Marianne Trump Barry, described her brother as having no principles, and she criticized him for being phony and cruel. Listen to some of what his sister, Donald Trump's sister, had to say in this secretly recorded conversation. Goddamn tweet and the lie. Oh, my God, I'm talking too freely, but you know... In the change of stories, a lack of preparation, the lying, the holy <laughs> But he's appealing to the base, what they're doing with the kids at the border. Well, she's not going to be invited for Christmas dinner. You know, she's she, she never managed. publicly criticized him before, so that's why he still, uh, this... He still hasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was, a, that, was a, that was a secretly recorded conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, here's she didn't more tell us nothing she... that we don't know. Here's more of what she had to say about Donald Trump and how he got into college. But he was a tough kid, right? He was a brat. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Was, I don't mean tough. That way, so I, I moved to a brat or temper tantrum. I, I drove him around New York City to try to get him into college. He ended up in Florida. I didn't get him in, but he, I know he didn't get into college. And then he got into University of Pennsylvania. I guess he had somebody to take his take the exams, SATs or whatever. Now, these recordings were secretly made by Donald Trump's niece, Mary Trump. She's also the same person that put out that memoir about the toxic family just last month. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, you know, they did this in New York. So I guess in New York, you don't have to have consent from the other person. You don't? For secretly recording? Yeah, mm-hmm. some states are like that. Some states are, what do they call it, one-party consent state. So you can, I know Georgia is like that. You can have somebody call and record them, and you don't have to tell them that you're recording. I thought in New York you had to get approval. Nope. I had to tell it's them that enough. you were taping. No? Nope. Okay, maybe not. So, so, so our producers been lying to us all They've been lying to us. That's what I was getting to... at. That's <laughs> what I was getting at. They told every us that we, we had try... to get permission. Exactly. Every time we try to call somebody <laughs> and record them. Jesus. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys uh, t- uh, tomorrow. And everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, we got a shout to Jamal True Love. Shout to Jamal True Love for joining us this morning. Salute to Jamal. Uh, great conversation. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good. he's a good brother to definitely... You know, listen to in regards to how this country should be moving forward because he's a person who should absolutely, positively be bad at the system, you know, for taking seven years of his life. Sentencing him to 50, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he still feels like the best thing for this country is to vote for Biden and Harris. So, but I also agree with him too. You got to, you know, push Biden and Harris and make sure that, right. you know, they, 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 they understand what, what, what our agenda is and what we have on the table. Black people are Man, an I- interest group. I really do hope that Kamala Harris at some point does speak to him and have that conversation. Yeah, ha- yeah, and, and and actually admit that it was messed up. You know, she should. I I mm-hmm. think that's true. He's still voting for her, but that's I right. do think that mm-hmm. there's some type of accountability that needs to be had. Uh, I agree. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, it's time to get up out of here. You guys enjoy the day. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? 
Yeah, man. I want to tell everybody uh, it's Monday, start of a new work week. And for everyone out there who's always trying to vibrate higher, just know that when you raise your vibration, all that is not in alignment will naturally leave your life. Breakfast club, bitches. You know, I'm finished or y'all done? 